I found a way how to sell my soul to the devil, and I was thinking that it will answer all my problems, but instead I found only the darkness. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about the age-old tale of making a deal with the devil. Have you ever heard of the idea of someone selling their soul to the devil in order to get some type of special favor? Apparently, this is an ancient practice where many people since the beginning of time have invoked the devil or demons to give them special favors in exchange for their souls. This is a very interesting topic, and today we'll have Anastasia Bonakova with us, who's a young girl who learned how to sell her soul to the devil as a young child. She's going to share her experience of that with us, and how she today believes that Jesus is her Savior and has saved her from the very contract she signed with the devil. Anastasia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here with you. Hi, Anastasia. Now, I understand you grew up in Russia and so your native tongue is Russian. Could you greet and say hello to us in Russian? Yes, of course. Oh my gosh, that sounds like music. It's amazing, Anastasia. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I don't know a lot about Russia. I have some, you know, Russian friends, more acquaintances. But tell me, how was it growing up in Russia? It was like some people were nice, like in every country, but for me and my sister, it was a little bit harder. Like my parents divorced when I was two years old. Oh, wow. And I never had a father in my family. So every time when yeah. kids was bullying us, it was nobody to protect us. Mm. Even though we had a brother, he didn't know even how to protect us because he never had a picture of a protector in the house. And so it's why even when we was bullied on the street, me and my sister, because nobody was able to protect us, we were supposed to protect ourselves. Mm. And so they were bullying us. We were fighting with them, like <laughs> put somebody on the ground and Whoa. you were beating them up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So it was kind of a rough upbringing that you had where you were actually, you know, fighting for maybe like dignity, honor. What was the main fight about? Mostly it was about the honor mm. and being protected. Some kids, they were really mean and they were telling, oh, you look ugly. And so it was causing to prove them that you're not ugly. And it was causing a lot of fights to sort of prove them something, what they tried to tell you, but it was not the truth. Mm. Wow. I want to talk a little bit about how when you were younger, that you got scars on your face and that that became a point where people just mocked you all the time. Is that right? Yes. So when I was nine, our family got into the car accident. And if before I was bullied, like after the car accident, basically I had a lot of big scars on my face and some defects in my speech after that. Wow. Yeah. After when I came back to school and the classmates and people saw that scars, they were like, oh, the ugly scars. And they were like, of course, they were like pink colors. And like it became the point where people tried to use it against it. Wow. 
you were really feeling like you're inferior because of the accident. And it just made you feel like probably really depressed about life. Is that right? Yes, I was really insecure. I was really like down. I tried to hide myself behind the happy mask, but nothing helped. Deep inside, you're sad. Yeah. Okay. So I understand you grew up feeling powerless and you started gravitating towards light witchcraft before you fully sold your soul to the devil. Tell us what you started getting involved in and why you did that looking back to the past. Yeah, I was actually feeling really powerless because yes, I was involved in the fights, but I was a really sick kid when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had no power even to protect my sister because she was usually protecting me or even be like a normal child because I was sick with like an asthma or like a flu. I was easily to catch like any other sicknesses. Oh, I see. You literally were in a health standpoint weaker than some of the other kids is at least how you saw it. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. So then you started getting into light witchcraft. Like what type of light witchcraft were you getting involved in? It was something that people think is a joke. Like when we had us inviting for the sleepovers, we were like, oh, let's call it Blood Mary. Oh, Bloody Mary. Mm -hmm. Where you stand in front of the mirror and call upon that spirit. What else were you getting involved in? Like you calling into like the board where you basically... The Ouija board. Yes, Ouija board. Okay. So this is the one which we try to do sort of like to call at the ghost and see what they want to tell us. So you believed in ghosts at this time. You are believing in spirits that could kind of guide you to your future. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Where did kind of that, was that inspired from? Oh, horror movies. Horror movies. So how old were you when you were watching horror movies? Probably we started watching them when, since I was maybe five years old. Five years old, you're watching horror movies? Oh my gosh, that's horrible. So you're watching these horror movies and you liked them. They really shaped your level of understanding. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow. And then there's a moment where you sold your soul to the devil. What did it mean to you at this time? How did that happen? This happened. I was watching like a TV show at the computer. And when you're watching the TV show on the or movie on the uh, free website, mm -hmm. they have a lot of like advertisements on the site. Wow. And on one of the advertisements, it was written, do you want to sold your soul to devil? I don't know, something in my mind just clicked and I was like, why not? I was already 14 years old and I was at the point where I was in big depression. Mm. I was very suicidal. I was crying for death because I was not able to handle fights at home, which started at that point and like all pressure of expectations from me, like being nice to others, graduated from school with a high grade, being pressed by their peers. And in all movies, they show this act of like selling your soul to the devil, something what can help you, something what can bring power into your life. Interesting. So that seemed attractive to you at that time. Yeah. So here you are. Then what did you do? How did you do it? Did they just click something or what happened? I knew if I will click this advertisement, it will lead me to maybe like a virus website. So what I start do, like I get the idea and after for maybe two days, I was just doing a keep research how to do that, how to sell your soul to the devil. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of like a website. Oh, you can do this this way. You can go to the forest and do that way. And all these ways were basically, they were not good for me because I don't have the stuff which they were required to do. Like sacrifices and stuff like that? Yeah. I was like, where will get the blood of the pig? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're only 14. <laughs> but 
Like after the research, I found a way how to write basically a contract on the Latin and sign it with your like own blood and like do the ritual with like candles and basically repeating that stuff and basically signing the blood contract with the devil where after that he promised to fulfill what you ask him in exchange for your soul. Wow. Anastasia, let's stop here because I want to hear more about exactly what's going on in this moment. But then later on, how Jesus will do something for you. That was amazing. So thanks so much again for sharing these details of your past. I'm excited to hear how all this changed for you. God bless you, Anastasia. Thank you. Hold tight. Let's dive deeper theologically to understand this concept more right after the short break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA, and that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com, and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? What is theologically going on here? Can you really sell your soul to the devil? Let's break this down a little bit. The first question to ask is, can Satan really own someone's soul? The quick answer to that is yes. And especially if you sell your soul to the devil. The devil is always trying to lay claim on our souls, on our futures, because his goal is to drag as many down with him as he can. He even tempted Jesus to sell out his soul. It's written, in Matthew 4, 8-9, Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. You see, Satan was trying to get Jesus to sell out, to bow down, and to worship him, and offered him everything he had control over, and that was the whole world. This type of call goes out amongst people everywhere all the time. And even though we were talking about Anastasia's story of selling her soul, did you know the devil can possess someone's soul even when they don't know about it? What am I talking about here? I'm talking about the fact that a life without the saving blood of Jesus is one that is kept under the power of the devil himself. Why? The sin of our lives gives the devil claim upon our souls. It's not just selling it, it's the sin in our lives. And his one goal is for us to be eternally separated from God and live a life without Christ. A life without Christ is under Satan's power. In 1 John chapter 5, 18 through 20, it's written, We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, and he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true, 
in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. According to the scripture, the whole world lies under the sway of the evil one, meaning that he has a type of dominion over everyone on this earth. You see, he has a rightful claim because all have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. And in Romans 6.23, it's written, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, the price to be paid, according to this verse, is death, and that's a spiritual death. Without Jesus Christ, we cannot truly be saved and truly know what it's like to be with God. We'll only be under the hand of Satan. Where are you at with this, beloved? Anastasia got free from this level of bondage, and that means that anyone can get set free from their sin. Lord Jesus, we're praying right now for that person, someone who's listening, and they're saying, gosh, I'm under the bondage of the devil Even though I didn't sell my soul, I just feel like I'm under His power. Lord Jesus, we break that power, and we know that the only thing that can break that power is receiving Jesus Christ. So, Lord Jesus, we receive that power of freedom. We receive you, Lord Jesus. We ask that you save us in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.